The following is a broadcast service of Kentucky Wesleyan College and WKWC 90.3 FM. Welcome to the Wesleyan Airway Show, where we get to talk about a plethora of topics with extremely interesting people. Today is my pleasure to have on the show Chris Sweeney, the Director of Residence Life. And Chris, thank you so much for coming in. And we are one week beyond finals, so the campus has somewhat emptied out, but I'm assuming your job has gotten no easier. Oh, no. No, we still got students here. We got about 60 students uh, still on campus. Uh, majority of them are athletes, um, but we still got a few things to wind down the, the fall semester. Well, and we'll get into that. Uh, one of the things I like to do, and I'm sure most of the people around here do know you, but for those who may have been living under a rock over the last year and a half, give me a very quick summary of birth to you sitting in that chair. Since I'm Chris Sweeney, uh, went to Indiana State, did my undergrad there, went to UE, did my master's there, got a master's in uh, leadership with a focus in innovation, and um, honestly, just all about the students and fell in love with Res Life in, in my grad program, and that's where I did did Res Life, and um, it's just, I love being around the students, and that's the number one thing for me. So is this your first job? No, no, I was, my okay. first job was, uh, I worked for Lambda Chi Alpha, the, the letters on my shirt here, mm-hmm. um, as a traveling consultant. That's how I got, I guess, my start in student affairs. So traveling consultant, what did you do as a traveling consultant? Essentially, I would just go to different chapters mm-hmm. and audit them um, for for uh, different campuses. Um, but it was, it was strictly for Lambda Chi Alpha. Uh, and I had, my, my territory was in the Southeast. So I had like Florida, Mississippi, Alabama, Georgia, South Carolina, Tennessee. So all, the, all the warm areas. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and the, but the big schools too with the the SEC. Um, Ooh, okay. So, so as an auditor, did people shake visibly when you were approaching? Well, I didn't want them to. That's kind of the reason why I took the job was right. because um, <laughs> I had a maybe not a great experience with my consultant, and so my goal was to hopefully transform that position and let students know that I'm not there to get them in trouble, but to help build their up build up their chapter and make them better in any way possible, and just give you know an outside perspective on. Sure what's going on. And that there has been over the last 15 or 20 years, the uh, Greek organizations have uh, this characterization of just being uh, ruleless mobs. Uh, and, yeah. and obviously as an auditor, you saw many different types of, of organization sizes, different yep. institutions. What is your background? What is your feeling on, on most of the Greek organizations? I, honestly, I, I love Greek life. I think it's mm-hmm. an amazing experience for any student who chooses to do it. Uh, I know it's not for everybody, uh, but I do think that it provides such a real world experience while in college because there are so many positions from treasurer, which is managing small to large budget budgets, depending on your chapter, while also being an event planner at times, too. And those are just real world things you deal with documents, tax documents, other other administrative tasks, uh, being a president of an organization as well. That is not an easy thing to take on because there's a lot of liability to it. Um, mm-hmm. So I just I think being in Greek life is is an amazing experience for anyone. It's really like running a small business to an extent. Oh, yeah. And, and so for those who are involved, they get that that type of background even before they graduate. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So as auditor and, I, and I'm sorry, I'm, I'm I'm just intrigued that you were yeah. an auditor on this. It's just kind of what were some of the uh, worst offenses you saw and some of the most strong positions you saw as you were going through and, and looking at the different chapters? 
I mean, the biggest thing was they, they have to pay dues to the, the national organization, so mm-hmm. the headquarters itself. Um, and so we, we would have chapters that were tens of thousand dollars in debt. And so okay. working with them to try and figure out a way to get out of that, work with them on their budget to do what they want to do while, you know, a lot of them want to have fun. But then there's obviously the adult side of it, too, where we have to pay bills and take care of whether right. you have a fraternity house or don't have a fraternity house. Everyone was kind of in a different situation. Um, but president by far, I mean, that is you, you would get a wide range of characters in that position. I I bet you do. (laughs) And, (laughs) but they all had that leadership quality and that they were able to lead their chapter uh, as best as possible in their own way, depending on what college you were, whether it be a small private college like Kentucky Wesleyan Mm -hmm. or a large public college, you know, university of Alabama, university of Georgia. Um, the, they were different characters, but they were people who were able to lead and had that you could see that easily. Well, in the background for you had to be, had to be kind of fun. When, when you talk about they want to have fun, but they have to pay the bills. I'd, yeah. I keep thinking of just, I have this picture of a, a disco ball in an apartment. <laughs> Everybody wants a disco ball, but they don't want to pay the electric bill. So, all right. So we transition out of that and, and you were an auditor for the Greek systems. And then you heard about Kentucky Wesleyan college. How did you, uh, how did that happen? How did um, that occur? Honestly, it was just fate. I feel like um, my wife works here in Owensboro. She worked here a year before me. And may um, I ask what she does? She's a physical therapist okay. at RPI. Shout out to them. Uh, but uh, <laughs> she she was working here. And so I was in Evansville uh, at the time. And so naturally we were, we were getting married uh, coming up. Mm-hmm. And so I looked at, we knew Kentucky Wesleyan here. I looked and just happened that this position to be open and everything worked out the, the way I guess it, it's supposed to. <laughs> so for those who don't quite understand the director of residence life. Uh, it, it tends to be much more broad than mm-hmm. what the title would give an yeah. indication. Talk to us a little bit about what, what you do as part of your, as part of your position. Yeah. Uh, honestly, I mean, there's a ton of different things. You wear a lot of different hats in the position. Mm-hmm. Um, but honestly, I feel like the thing that I try to incorporate most is making this a home away from home for students. Um, we have students who are 24 hours away from their place or international students who are many, many, many miles away. Um, we have students who live on campus who are from Owensboro. Mm-hmm. Um, but my number one thing is to make them feel like this is their home, that they can come back, that yes, they're going to get their degree. They're going to go on and succeed in life, but they can come back and feel comfortable. Um, you know, I deal with, uh, we deal with conduct issues. We deal, I deal with dining mm-hmm. service issues. Um, you know, I deal with technology issues. Uh, I have to do housing assignments. There's a lot of nitty gritty to it, but students are number one for me. And they, they really have mm-hmm. to be. And I know yeah. I've called you at eight o'clock, eight thirty in the evening and you've been on campus and doing things. So obviously your dedication really cannot be questioned. What is your favorite part of dealing with the students? And because your job does have so many different prongs and so many different directions. What is your, what would you consider your favorite part? I think my favorite part is being able to, um, it's kind of a, a two part one where I can build a relationship with my, uh, students more often than not, my best relationships are with my RAs, mm-hmm. um, and my senior RAs and the RAs resident assistant. Yes, sir. And those yep. are students, correct? Yep. Those are undergraduate students. They go yep. through training yep. to help you in your role. Yep. And, and so they, have oversight over particular residence halls or floors within those residence yep. halls. Okay. Yep. And in many hands make light work. Yes, they do. Uh, so there's 22 <laughs> RAs. Um, but I, my senior RAs are the ones who are the ones, the more qualified or more experienced RAs who have done this a while. Um, and so they help supervise those RAs, RAs as well and do different tasks. Um, but being able to build those relationships and then it's sad to see them go on and, but it's awesome to see them succeed and sure. to see that go into the quote unquote real world. Um, but then also having 
students that I don't necessarily see every single day, but when I'm working with them to see that light bulb go off on whatever may occur, mm-hmm. um, to see them understand it or get it or succeed, um, but not have a strong relationship, but, but built building that in those mm-hmm. moments, I think is really awesome. And to see them get it, um, is really great for me because there's always smiles and laughter and, um, it's just really awesome to see them succeed in that. And that, and that is great. And I'm glad you mentioned the, the RAs because this would be a, a job that is completely impossible if you had to try to do it on your own. So we bring on these students to really help oversee other students and, and yep. they're here 24 hours a day. They see things that you, and you're here often, don't get yeah. me wrong. You're here probably more than, than anybody but the students, but they still catch things that you may miss just because you yep. aren't here all the time. So what are some of your least favorite areas and you know going with HIPAA rules yeah. let's let's keep it uh yeah. know, general but but what are you, I mean your job obviously working with students the rewards are wonderful mm-hmm. but uh, you're sort of the uh, to an extent of a bit of of the principal's office as well so yeah. what are some of the things that with which you have to deal it you kind of wish would go away yeah, I mean, there's definitely some student conduct stuff that I don't like to deal with. Luckily, Dean McQueen helps a lot with mm-hmm. that. Um, but there's some smaller things that I think just involves growing up a little bit sometimes. Mm-hmm. And so it's not fun to deal with those. Um, something that is kind of close to me um, is that I, I I grew up and I didn't necessarily have I have parents, but they weren't necessarily strong in my life. Mm-hmm. And so when I was in college. Um, I had to do figure everything out on my own. Mm-hmm. And so it is sad to see some of our students also in that same uh, boat, um, yeah. but also understanding um, that that's okay. You know, they're, they're figuring out their journey and everyone's different. Um, and those are the students that I'm close with. And it, it's tough to see that. Um, it's also really the things I hate seeing our students that I'm close with and they leave early before they graduate. Um, and everyone has a different reason, whether it be their own family purposes or something else is going on health purposes, whatever. Um, that's really tough to see. And I deal with many instances of that where students do leave early. Um, and that, that part really is tough. Well, and there's a, there's an aspect where you can be a positive force and step in and, and, and similar to you, my, my parents were not strong in, in our, in me or my brothers and sisters lives. And, and I was a first generation student. Mm-hmm. I had no clue what I was doing. And for me, it was a faculty member who, who really helped out. But my first year in the residence halls, I was a terror. And, and uh, there are times I, I think had I been in college now, there may have been authorities. We're not going to get into why and, mm-hmm. and nobody really ever <laughs> needs to know, but the, the RA on that floor and, and the resident director were wonderful. And yeah. Like you said, sometimes you just need that guidance to be on the path. There's a book, uh, I forget the name of the uh, title, but the author is Shambliss. And he talks about being in college and what it means outside of classroom, outside of, obviously, you want to have a strong major, you want to have strong academics, and we do. But he talks about what it takes to be successful in college. And one of the the things I really loved about him, and, and right now there's this argument at the national level that education is, is kind of a bubble. You're, you're, you're mm-hmm. not really part of the outside world. And that's true. And what he said is take advantage. We are a bubble. We, we are one of the few areas where our students can fail and should fail. We should push them hard enough that they fail at something and get used to doing that. And when it happens, we pick them up, we dust them off and we put them back on the pathway. And I love that aspect of his book. And, and, and in a sense, that's what you do, right? You, yeah. you, you find those students, you pick them up, you dust them off and you put them back on their pathway. Yeah, a hundred percent. I, I definitely, you know, we want to be able to show them, Hey, this is what can happen if after college or when you're not in college, mm-hmm. but also 
you still have an opportunity to succeed here. I know we have so many students who, I mean, the smallest things, nothing even alarming at all. And they'll, they'll freak out. Oh, this is, this is so bad for my college career. I don't want this on my transcript, so <laughs> forth, so forth. And it's, it's okay. No, it's this, this isn't one of those things where this is going to end your career. You're going to have to go to court or, you know, those right. very large real life things. Um, and, but it, this is an opportunity for you to learn and to succeed afterwards. Well, and I think they are adults. Yeah. They're 18. They're, and and 18 to 22 while they're here some a little bit older they are adults but many of them for the first time are on their own mm-hmm. and you're going to make mistakes you're going to have those trips and those travails and it's great to have somebody who cares but also somebody who's going to keep them in line yep and, and that's the fun part so you've been here for how many years uh two and a half two and a half what are some of the biggest changes you've seen since your arrival that's a good one um I think some of the biggest changes and speaking directly in my, just my department um, is just building the relationship with my staff together Mm -hmm. um, because the, just the way it works is that we have 22 RAs, but we have one on-call RA and each RA is, you know, they are overcharged of the campus when they're on call at that time to Mm -hmm. help with anything. And then they're paired with an RD who's on call that night as well. And what is an RD? A resident director. So they're a professional live in position. Okay. And how um, many of those do we have on campus? Five. We have uh, five of those for positions. Each building. Okay. And these are uh, staff, faculty, they come in by themselves. Uh, how, how do we pick an, uh, yeah. a resident director? A lot of times they're actually alumni of KWC, okay. um, but we have hired non-alumni before. Okay. Um, but generally they, we, most of my RDs now are staff members here. So currently. they work on the campus yes. and they live on campus. Yep which gives them a little bit more insight into what may be, but it also gives the students a connection from, from the evening events that take place to actually being able to talk to somebody during the day and yeah. both athletically, uh, academically, socially, those yeah. types of things. I'm so, okay. So no, I interrupted no. you. Go ahead. So you have your RAs and your RDs yeah. and you're talking about the relationships. Yeah. And just building a, a team within them mm-hmm. and making sure that they understand, you know, you, we may have Kendall hall or people's hall or whatever, um, and you're, you're in that building, but we have to be together in this and as a team, because if, even though we might have one member go down over in one building, we can still have, like, if they go down in Deacon, someone in people's can still help. Um, right. and, so and, just, and we are small enough that yes. that overlap should happen fairly organically. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and just, just again, building the camaraderie, just much like a sports team, honestly, is sure. what I try to look at is the be able to pick up one another when one goes down. Um, the other thing that I've really tried to incorporate is m- trying to make sure the residents know that where they can go and that okay. they can complete and who to ask. So, mm-hmm. for example, work orders. Work orders is always a big yeah. topic and what to do. Stuff breaks and that happens. Um, but before we would like the residential life staff would do it for them. But what I want to show them is that here's the system and you can put these in place yourself because one day when you get an apartment or you're renting, when you leave college, well, you're going to have to put a work order in yourself. Someone isn't going to do that for right. you. You don't want to call it 2 a.m. five yes. years from now from somebody who wants you to put in a work order on an apartment complex for them. Exactly. And so really <laughs> encouraging and empowering residents that they're able to do this themselves. Not that we're not here to help. We're here to show you anything you need to be shown and that we're going to give you those resources off the bat. 
and you can always come back for that, but that you also have the ability sure. to use your voice to speak up for anything. Plus that independence they are going to need as a transition from student to hopefully uh, the next generation leader. And, yep. and and somebody has to sort of show that light from side. That is wonderful. Okay. We, we, we're almost out of time, but I do also want to ask you with you know, two and a half years, you're settling in, you're doing really well actually, but, but you're still kind of uh, fresh eyes mm-hmm. and, and you haven't been here 30 years or 40 years. So what is one thing as somebody from not the outside, but somebody who's still with fresh eyes, what is one thing you'd really like to see us change? Yeah. Um, just speaking in my own department in residence life is, um, and I'm actually currently working on this now for the spring semester and our mm-hmm. spring training is just incorporating more diversity, equity, inclusion training. Okay. Um, things that, you know, we had one training today with cultural competency, mm-hmm. um, as well as, uh, unconscious bias training. Um, just trying to, and I'm not a master in those at all, but being able to bring other people in and mm-hmm. which is good for the RAs cause they don't want to hear me speak the whole time either. <laughs> um, but being able to bring outside speakers in and give them these trainings and, and they've asked for those trainings themselves as student leaders mm-hmm. to be able to, to share that with other people as well. And so, um, that's one of the things that I'm trying to change most currently right now within my own staff and my own uh, residence life. Well, I think you've done quite a bit. You know, three years ago, we did not even have a department of equity and inclusion office. And we do yep. now. And, and uh, society tends to shift so quickly. One has to just be aware of what's changing and, and keep up and, and realize how to best interact within those, those areas. So, yep. uh, or interact best. So I, I think that's a great way to go. So we are now out of time. Uh, but as my, honored guest. I would like to give you the last word to leave our listeners. Well, I appreciate you having me today. I love KWC and I love its students and I'm happy to always be here. Well, that's wonderful. So thank you, everybody. Be good to each other. Most importantly, be good to yourself. Thank you, Chris. And I'll have you back again to to get caught up. And, And for everybody out there, until next time, goodbye. The proceeding was a broadcast service of Kentucky Wesleyan College and WKWC. Cannot be reproduced, rebroadcast, or recorded without written permission by the show's host, WKWC, or Kentucky Wesleyan College.